Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Mandamay Ram Goldhar and there Mazakus Ksubis Daf Pedal, the ninth parakosavu Ishto. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. The Zikhu Mesakas Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazakasatoya. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The next mission states, Misha Mesvenich Isha Ubachov Yorshin. If someone died and left a wife and a creditor and heirs all making claims on his estate, by and he had a deposit or loan in the possession of others. Rabbi Tarfun says, They should be given to the weakest among them. Rabbi Kiva says, We're not merciful in deciding the halacha. Rather, the property should be given to the heirs, for all of them, referring to the widow and the creditors, require an oath before they can collect, whereas the heirs do not require an oath. The Gemara asks why the Mishnah mentioned both cases of a deposit and a loan, and answers that if the Tan had only taught the case of the milva of the loan, we would say that it's only in this case where Rabbi Tarfan stated the heirs do not receive it. Mishum de milva nitna, because a loan is given to the borrower to be spent. Rashi explains that whatever funds the debtor has at the time of the death are not considered to be on deposit for the heirs. Although bikadun de esbe'ene, but a deposit which is intact, perhaps Rabbi Tarfan would say it goes to the heirs. And if the Tan had only taught the case of the bikadun, the deposit, perhaps only here, Rabbi Kiva would say it goes to the heirs, but in the case of the loan, which is to be spent, perhaps he agrees with Rabbi Tarfan. Pointing to the grass, what Rabbi Tarfan means that the property is given to the weakest among them. Rabbi Yosibu, Rabbi Chanina said, It's given to the one with the weakest proof. Rush explains that the one who has the most recently dated star is considered to be the weakest since he cannot collect from properties that were sold before the date of the star. Rabbi Yochanan said, It's designated to the woman's ksuba because of a favor. Rush explains that she's considered weaker because it's not a woman's way to investigate what were the holdings of the deceased and find land from which to collect. And point number three, the Mishnah had taught that if the deceased left detached produce from the ground, whoever is first to seize it gains possession of it. If they gain more than what was owed to them, Hamosa, the surplus, is given, according to Rabbi to the weakest among them, whereas Rabbi Kiva says it's given to the Yorshin, since they do not require an oath to collect. When the Gora asks why only the Mosa, only the surplus, goes to the heirs, according to Rabbi Kiva, and not all the produce, it answers that, in fact, all the produce does go to the heirs. He only mentioned his opinion because Rabbi Tarfan had brought the case of surplus. The Gemara then asks, if according to Rekiva, the seizing property not accomplish anything at all, and Rav said, in the name of Rav Nachman, it's effective when the creditor sees the property during the father's lifetime. Rashi explains, the Rav Nachman received a tradition from his Rebbe, the Rebbe Kiva agrees in this situation. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission states, Misha Meis Venich Isha Ubalchov Yorshin. If someone died and left a wife, a creditor, and heirs, all making claims on his estate, and he had a deposit or a loan in the possession of others. Rabbi Tarfan says, They should be given to the weakest among them. Rabbi Kiva says, We're not merciful in deciding the halacha. Rather, the property should be given to the heirs, for all of them, referring to the widow and the creditors, require an oath before they can collect, whereas the heirs do not require an oath. The Gemara asks why the Mishnah mentioned both cases of a deposit and a loan, and answers that if the Tan had only taught the case of the milba of the loan, we would say that it's only in this case where Rabbi Tarfan stated the heirs do not receive it. Mishum de milba nitna, because a loan is given to the borrower to be spent. Rashi explains that whatever funds the debtor has at the time of the death 
are not considered to be on deposit for the heirs. Although bikadon de esbe'ene, but a deposit which is intact, perhaps it'll be tougher when say it goes to the heirs. And if the town had only taught the case of the bikadon, the deposit, perhaps only a year, Rabbi Kiva would say it goes to the heirs, but in the case of the loan, which is to be spent, perhaps he agrees with Rabbi Tarfum. Pointing to the grass, what Rabbi Tarfum means that the property is given to the weakest among them. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanina said, It's given to the one with the weakest proof. Rush explains that the one who has the most recently dated star is considered to be the weakest since he cannot collect from properties that were sold before the date of the star. Rabbi Yochanan said, it's designated to the woman's ksuba because of a favor. Rashi explains that she's considered weaker because it's not a woman's way to investigate what were the holdings of the deceased and find land from which to collect. And pointing with you, the Mishnah had taught that if the deceased left detached produce from the ground, kol kodumahen zachumahen, whoever is first to seize it gains possession of it. If they gain more than what was owed to them, hamosa, the surplus is given, according to Bitarifon, okosho shaban, to the weakest among them, whereas Rebekiva says it's given to the Yorshin since they do not require an oath to collect. When the Gemara asks why only the most or only the surplus goes to the heirs according to Rikiva and not all the produce, it answers that in fact all the produce does go to the heirs. He only mentioned his opinion because Rabbi Tarfan had brought the case of surplus. The Gemara then asks if according to Rikiva, Tviso Mahanyaklal, does seizing property not accomplish anything at all? And Rav said in the name of Rav Nachman, it's effective when the creditor sees the property during the father's lifetime. Rashi explains that Rabbi Nachman received a tradition from his Rebbe that Rabbi Kiva agrees in this situation. All right, so now we go to our simmer to pay dollar. And this one was suggested to us by Aaron Warsaw from Queens. He suggests that pay dollar is a launch pad, like a spaceship launch pad. So here goes. The astronaut who kept the deposit and loan given to him in his rocket ship on his launch pad was surrounded by his deceased creditor's wife, Balkhov and Yorshin, who were fighting over who was the weakest to collect. When suddenly the wife snatched some detached fruit to cover the value of her ksuba and gave the surplus to the Bacho. So once again, it's a motion. The astronaut who kept the deposit and loan given to him in his rocket ship on his launch pad, launch pad, that must be more enough, pay dollar. The astronaut who kept the deposit and loan given to him in his rocket ship on his launch pad was surrounded by his deceased creditor's wife, Balchov and Yorshin, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Mishnah If someone died and left a wife, a creditor, and heirs, all making claims on his estate, and he had a deposit and a loan in the possession of others, Rabbi Tarfan says, They shall be given to the weakest among them. Rikiva says, We're not merciful in deciding the halacha. Rather, the property should be given to the Yorshin, for all them referring to the widow and the Balchov required an oath before they can collect, whereas the Yorshin do not require an oath. The Gemara explains why the Mishnah mentioned both cases of a deposit and a loan. So the astronaut who kept the deposit and loan given to him in his rocket ship on his launch pad was surrounded by his deceased creditor's wife, Balchov and Yorshin, who were fighting over who was the weakest to collect. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks what Rabbi Tarfum means that the property is given to the weakest among them. Rabbi Yosef Rechina said, it's given to the one with the weakest proof, which is the one who has the most recently dated star, since he cannot collect from properties that were sold before the date of the star. And Rabbi Yochanan said, It's designated to the woman's ksuba because of favor. Rashi explains that she's considered weaker because it's not a woman's way to investigate what were the holdings of the deceased and find land from which to collect. So the astronaut who kept the deposit and loan given to him in his rocket ship on his launch pad was surrounded by his deceased creditor's wife, Balchov and Yorshin, who were fighting over who was the weakest to collect. When suddenly the wife snatched some detached fruit to cover the value of her ksuba and gave the surplus to the Bachov. Which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if the deceased left detached produce from the ground, 
Whoever is first to seize it gains possession of it. If they gain more than what was owed to him, Hamos of the surplus is given, according to Rabbi Tarfon, to the weakest among them, whereas Rabbi Kiva says it's given to the Orshin since they do not require an oath to collect. The Gemara says, according to Rabbi Kiva, seizing is effective when the creditor sees the property during the father's lifetime. So once again, the astronaut who kept the deposit and loan given to him in his rocket ship on his launch pad was surrounded by his deceased creditor's wife, Balchov and Yorshin, who were fighting over who was the weakest to collect, when suddenly the wife snatched some detached fruit to cover the value of her ksuba and gave the surplus to the Balchov. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Kulam Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.